And we're live. Hello. Hello, once again, my name is Olive, I use she and they pronouns, I play centaurs, I play distributed consciousnesses across multiple bodied skeleton people, um, but today I'm doing my very first Twitch stream ever. Uh, Nathan learned that he wasn't going to have internet two hours ago, so we're like, okay, let's go, let's set this thing up. Um, so I very quickly learned how to use OBS, and here we are. Oh. Um. Interesting. Okay, try saying something now, Claire. If I say something now, can others hear it? We have a gold star okay. for all of. I don't know if that means. I think that people could hear me or not. I think I see what the problem was. And do you want do you want to give your intro again, Claire? Sure. Okay, yes. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to Story Reckless. We are two-thirds of Story Reckless. <laughs> Case in point, in this be my first Twitch stream. Yes, Olive is running the stream for the first time. Bless you, Olive. Bless me. Um, yes, Nathan is internetless tonight, and so it is just me and Olive. Uh, yeah. And then you heard what Olive said about making a map. Yeah, cool. So I think we're good. I think we're caught up. Cool. Um, yeah. So today we were just going to chat about, um, I guess, the campaign. And I was also going to make a map for the other campaign that I'm playing in, uh, in a game of uh, Lancer, which is this like big robot sci-fi edges of utopia um sci-fi game um and so i just dm'd like one of my first games in it and it was a lot of fun and i want to keep making maps um for more games elsewhere so that's my plan for tonight um cool yeah so the do do we want to talk about story reckless first or should i just like jump into map making do you think I'm happy either way. Does chat have an opinion? You collective consciousness chat? Um, I guess I can probably chat while yeah. doing this. Wait, did stuff. you just put a grid instead of a. Yeah, so uh, Lancer uses, or it can use, and my playgroup uses hexes, which is interesting. Um, and. Especially since most dungeon or like map makers aren't equipped to deal with hexes. Mm -hmm. um, the solution in Dungeon Draft, which I'm using today, is uh, there was a like you can put down like different patterns of things, um, like usually used for like if I just want to have like a brick or something here. Um, but I downloaded a hex grid, and so then okay. it's just like I can drop hexes over the whole place. And then mm -hmm. just make that an overlay up top. And then 
turn it off from being able to select it, and now it's just there, like a semi-transparent grid. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of like either making an underground science lab sort of situation, or like a cyberpunk streets. Um, mm. The the thing that's like I think makes good Lancer maps interesting um, is by playing with line of sight because there's so many ranged weapons and like ranged like ways to interact with people. Um, if you if everybody can see everybody, then it's just kind of like a uh, I don't know like turn based uh, JRPG where you're like everybody can just like focus fire on like one person. So it's like a mm -hmm. lot more interesting to like kind of break it up in different ways. Um, one thought that I had, if it was like an underground sort of situation, uh, was to have like, kind of like, um, you know, in like Star Wars episode one, where, uh, there are those like big, like laser red walls when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul and they like open and close and then they have to like wait and be like, oh, I'm gonna pace back and forth and like growl at you and like there's like small interludes um do you know that scene I've at never, all so i've never seen this movie oh no okay well there's this thing that happens where it's like they can't like interact like they're um it's like a very fast-paced like lightsaber duel um and then it's interrupted um by like these weird laser walls opening and closing um, and I always thought that that was, like, a pretty cool way to kind of, like, let people who are fighting have, like, some breather room. Um, mm. So, yeah, I was, I wanted to try to find some way to do that in a Lancer map um, where you can, like, maybe see people, but you couldn't, like, interact with them. Um, there were just, like, mm -hmm. walls in the way or, like, transparent walls. And then, like, have the map change, uh, like, over the course from, like, turn to turn. Like, different walls open up and close. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what? I guess, like, what, uh, I don't really have, like, a point beyond that or, like, an idea beyond, um, like, that base concept. Like, maybe, like, a command center or something. Um, a science lab that they're, like, trying to escape. Um, what kind of science do they do? I imagine question. that would help uh, figure out what exactly the building is capable of, as it were. Okay, so I downloaded this pack called Secret Research Facility. And what kind of props do they have? They got, like, these weird, like, tank things. Uh, they got planter boxes. Uh, they got computers. Um, Honestly, the tank thing looks like it looks like a planet that you could get inside of. A planet? <laughs> yeah, like um, I don't know. I've been thinking and interacting with Orries recently, and I'm thinking like you know you have a a planet the size of I don't know a small room that circles around and you can like climb into oh, it or orrery. Orrery, yes. Orrery. Or or Yeah, we could like have some kind of like 
cool like model solar system underneath the ground i guess that, mm -hmm. that's good enough for me um cool let's i wonder if you could like fun. although it would be a lot easier to do that on a computer wouldn't it i was gonna say you could like run simulations with a model uh a model uh solar system i don't know it'd be hard to like animate that probably um oh sure yeah but like in concept I don't understand. I mean, like, the idea of of running, of having a simulation that's, like, more more physical and less digital uh, mm, is, is I see, interesting I see. to me. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, like, for some reason, like, some organization is running simulations, but by running simulations, they're, like, actually uh bump in like physical objects around yeah like maybe maybe the net's not safe for some reason so they're doing it uh mechan mechanically i like that um <laughs> um this looks about even so like some kind of like a center observation chamber um then object tool or maybe they're just really into the hashtag aesthetic a couple planets of like various sizes and I can also change the color of them mm -hmm. um, okay. or can I okay these don't seem to be color modifiable um, I'm also just learning this tool. I've only made like a couple maps for it so far. Uh, cool. But let's do path tool. I think I can make like circles. Oh, those are, that's a blood circle. I don't like that. <laughs> um, so let's make like some kind of like rails that these can run across. Mm -hmm. um, metal railing. Sure. So, bum, bum, oh, circle. Hmm. Okay. So, bum, bum, bum. Okay, that's closer. Can I then edit points? doesn't like undoing hmm. is this for well i suppose i have a little bit more information than most of our viewers uh -huh. is this for a specific campaign that you're running or is this just like a concept that you are articulating here um we've been kind of like switching off who is running the games um on like weeks where not everybody can make it um, instead of doing the main campaign, we switched to just, like, me doing a one-shot or two. Um, okay. And so this would fill in probably one of those slots. Um, cool. I really like doing small, episodic, like, very concept or, like, aesthetics-driven sessions. 
So like instead of like trying to tell like a coherent story with like tons of plot points, it's like you wake up and you're marooned on a rock in the middle of an ocean and the ocean is red and it has these like whales with like huge human eyes and like human teeth like breaching above the surface um and so it's like just like very strange and like surreal situations um that then like the players have to like interact with and kind of like figure out not even like what's going on but like what are the like stakes involved and like how to like get out of them like how to make like choices when they don't have all the information um Mm. i really enjoy that kind of game um uh this is weird to say nathan asks is lancer the one with the mechs yeah it's the big robot fighting game Okay, so I am learning how to make circles here. Mm-hmm. Can I play one of your games sometime? Yeah, I mean, it's very combat heavy, but I would love to play Lancer with you. We could cool. We could play it on stream even maybe sometime. Could. That that could be fun. Um, <laughs> it's like it's a little bit tricky to run. I think on stream, like um, when I've listened to people doing podcasts of it, uh. I think like one of the most effective ways that I've seen combat done is they actually uh, like don't broadcast the or like they don't just like give the recording of the combat. They'll like run the combat and then go back and kind of give a play by play and like narrate what's happening Mm -hmm. Um, because like it's it's a very, very tactical game. So it's just like, okay, so if you like hide behind like that rock over there you'll have like cover and oh wait like what is the rule for like determining cover in like this situation um and there are like things that you can do to like make it a little bit better like um our group has started saying okay like only if it's not your turn um you then you like the only like voice stuff that you should be able to or like you should be talking is like in character Mm -hmm. Um, and so like that also like reduces backseat driving um it reduces like rules lawyering and stuff and we have a discord channel like running on the side where all of that kind of like oh did you forget that you have like an attack of opportunity um that people can like raise and then Mm -hmm. the gm and the person whose turn it is kind of like keep an eye on that and if like anything relevant comes up there then they can like include it. Um, yeah. Um, and like Nathan when, says yeah? that he loves the idea of big whale creatures with human teeth. Nathan, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can shift these whole things around at once. That's neat. That's neat. I didn't know that you could just like grab a path like that. Can I copy paste them too? So I don't have to like try to remake a circle? That'd be fantastic. Let's do it. Yes, baby. Get out of here, big circle. I'm learning so much. Big circle. A circle that is big. 
Yeah. I have started rooting for the enemies a lot more ever since I've started GMing. Um, <laughs> because it's just like, oh, like, enemies exist not to, like, I don't know, mess up people's days, but, like, they're kind of, like, interesting crosswords. Or it's like, um, Lancer's really good at, like, kind of presenting a puzzle for players to solve. Um, and so, like, you have an enemy that, like, links systems with, like, another enemy um, and kind of, like, empowers it. And if you attack the enemy that it's, like, protecting, you get stunned for a turn. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's just like, okay, that means I need to, like, attack the, like, supporting one first while, like, surviving the, like, attacks of the, like, more dangerous one that's, like, being protected. Or I could just, like, go for it and, like, take the hit. Um, and, like, trying to, like, balance all of that with, like, locations and, like, line of sight and stuff is a very challenging proposition, but I think it's very fun. Cool. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe I can make a more, like, even thing now that I have a circle that I can just crib from. Is this closer? No. Now I'm thinking about villains and, like... Uh-huh how I think of villains in terms of RPG contexts. Go on. Oh, I'm, um, uh, the kind of stream of consciousness here, I guess. Uh, villains make the world dynamic and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was up to heroes, the status quo would be maintained? Sometimes. Sometimes it wouldn't be. I mean, it depends on, depends on uh, what your... <laughs> depends on what your alignment is. <laughs> and who's in charge. Uh -huh. But... Like, I'm thinking about Box of Screws. She's not... Is she a villain? She very easily could be. Yeah. Um, but you and I originally designed characters to play Candlekeep Mysteries. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because of her and her relationship to both of our characters, we are now playing a Baldur's Gate thief campaign. <laughs> Right, yeah. Like, every time we want to, like, progress the story forward, it's not like, oh, let's go back to Candlekeep. It's... Let's, let's go back to Box of Screws. Let's go see what Box of Screws is up to. <laughs> Box of Screws! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And part of that's because she's... Part of it because it's because she's mysterious, and so we want to know more about that. Mm -hmm. Part of it also, though, is because we care about her, and she cares about us. Like, not necessarily we have warm, fuzzy feelings for one another, 
but she is a significant force in our characters' universes. Mm -hmm. And she wants to have influence over us. And I feel like that has made both of our characters more interesting. We're playing in relation to her. Mm -hmm. But then there are bad guys like um, minor, minor, medium spoilers for uh, Tomb of Annihilation, I guess. If you want to not hear those, you can mute. <laughs> then there are villains like, uh, um, oh, heck. Not Rasmussi. He's cool. Who's, who's the other guy? The annoying guy, the lich, the one who we're like supposed to be actually like taking down. A Sarah There we go. <laughs> Uh -huh. where they're less of a f like they're less of a person villains can be more kind of abstract like their presence is a reason for the plot and characters to move forward I don't think we've seen any character development of a Sarah over the course of uh, the time that we've been playing this campaign. Uh-huh. And I'm honestly not expecting that we will. He exists to make the story happen to a certain extent, mm -hmm. but honestly, gosh... Like, when do you think that that's, like, the appropriate type of villain to use versus... That's a good question. Because certainly that is a less interesting villain to me. Uh-huh. But it's like, he's not the villain in Tomb of Annihilation. It's not Tomb of Acerarach. No. It's the tomb is the character. That's like, fair. The tomb is the villain. Yeah, it's the tomb that's holding us back. Mm -hmm. And Asarak just kind of put the tomb there. And I know that Nathan, who is also DMing that campaign for, for uh, viewer purposes, um, has added more characterization to a Sararak than the module calls for. Mm -hmm. Which has made him at least like a presence with a personality where I'm not, I, I just don't know if he even is in the, in the like module as written. But yeah, when is one kind of villain better suited than the other. I guess it's like when 
what's going to be like better i guess like moment to moment to like motivate or like drive the story like Mm -hmm. if they're going to be off screen most of the time and like the thing that the heroes are dealing with are like the effects of them so like one of one of my favorite books i've read recently um and the kind of inspiration for propriety um is ancillary justice Mm -hmm. and at least like in the first book especially like there's this like you know big evil not evil it's complicated but there's like an emperor that does this big villainous action like early on in the story um but then they like kind of just like disappear but the like empire that they shaped is the thing that um, the main character like interacts with um, Mm -hmm. most of the time and like you can get like I guess you can like investigate like the character of who this like emperor is like through the kind of like world that like has shaped that they've shaped and that has kind of like grown up around in their presence Um, but like you don't actually have to like talk with them to do that right their personality is shown through their work as it were mm-hmm. and like the their work is part of their character which is like mm-hmm. I don't know I love showing like internal character things through I guess like externals um, yeah, like, yeah you've talked about this like I mean, it's just we live our lives, right? Um, where we're we're marked by the world as we like pass through it. Like we get scars, like literally, like we get like tattoos, um, like we cut our hair in like different ways. Like we just like learn to hold ourselves and like what our posture is, like what our like tones of voice are. Like we are marked by the world as we move through it, and like we mark the world, and it's really fun to find symbols of character growth or like of like kind of like internal character state via like what the externals are and like some things like show up more um like visibly than others and like it doesn't like necessarily correlate to um like how important it is internally it's like hey uh how'd you get that scar it's like oh you know i like i got a really bad zit and I popped it <laughs> and I yeah. have a huge like crater on my face that looks badass but <laughs> um but like even that then it's like oh why did you get that zit well I like traveled to Colorado and it was like really dry there like what were you doing in Colorado oh I was like mountaineering it's like even things that are innocuous are functions of kind of like what you're going through as a human yeah, absolutely. I have a very similar scar from a zit. Actually, it wasn't a zit. It was an ingrown hair on my leg. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped shaving my legs. It was like, that was infected and painful and not worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was also, you know, uh, not a story that I just made up out of nowhere. Sure, I figured. <laughs> okay, why does this octagon look wrong? Uh, 
Is that better? I think that might be better. No. I think you had it right before. Like that? No, it's definitely too tall on the bottom. I think I think this is better, but um, the stuff inside just isn't centered. So if I bring this up a little bit, maybe. Okay. Anyway, here's an orrery. That's a good start. Um, it is kind of like a big open space in here, and I do want to like break up sight lines somehow more. I could just like add, add more planets. And like then it yeah. could be like a big laser tag room. Would you be able to add something like um like an asteroid belt that would obs obscure vision? Yeah, usually things that are like kind of smaller just can't as like cover and then make attacks more difficult, but not they don't actually like block line of sights. Mm. And like that's more important, especially for like people who are like hackers. Who they don't care about cover. They just hack into your computer and then like run your boss off the cliff and then your boss dies. I'm not Oops. bitter. <laughs> um, let's see. It could be broken in some way, and there could be like a big like a spaceship could have crashed into it. Ironic. A model one or a real one? A real one. Um, I don't know if we have, like, a good spaceship thing. Oh, there's also, like, a whole bunch of, like, really chaos, like, cranes and, like, big pieces of machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan says the right side is a bit wider by one square. How do you know that? How can you tell such things? I don't know. Okay, wait, I have an actual grid here I can look at. Okay, um, that's four spaces, four spaces, four squares, four squares. So they are diagonal, four, four, four. This is seven. Oh, this is like midway through right there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, seven. So if I bump all of these down by one, nope, that looks bad. Did I miscount? Seven or eight? Eight. I think that's right. I just need to shrink a dink. Wheezy's Breezy's, are these 12 to 15 children all in one game? 12 to 15 children. What's happening? I don't understand. 12 to 15 uh, children in a D&D &D game. 12 to 15. Wait, what children? I've already forgotten. Did we talk about children? No, this is Wheezy Breezy's comment in the in the chat. Oh. We have not talked about children so far today. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I can't see the chat because I'm streaming, but 
I believe. Oh, here, I will read it aloud to you. Weezy's Breezy's, no, no, that's bad. Um, Weezy's Breezy's says, I'm also working on D&D prep as I listen, starting my first in-class game. 12 to 15 kids, airships, crew roles, writing out stat blocks for the different roles. That's that's a lot. That's so many human beings. Weezy's Breezy's. <laughs> Oh, I have an idea for this. So mm-hmm. I could make like a laser line or something between like certain planets. Like it's a model for like how the planets are gonna align or something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, how do how would we do a laser line? Do we have all the assets turned on? Yeah, we do. Um, I just like turn this yellow. Do do do. Bright yellow. Except. Oh, we're in building tool. That's why. Uh, we want path tool. Then we got our yeah laser strips. <laughs> um. Then we just say like. And then those are the like walls that we were talking about earlier. Um, like from Star Wars and so you can't shoot across the walls or like the walls like block line of sight or something um, and then I can like make a couple different versions of this map with the like planets on at like in different configurations mm-hmm. um, what happens like what happens so I'm really excited by the fact that the outermost planet and the innermost planet are connected what happens when the center planet moves through them in orbit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are good questions that we don't necessarily need to answer because the whole thing's static and I can just make interesting like single configurations. <laughs> but inquiring minds want to know how the world works all this. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe, maybe it's all synced up such that that never happens. Like the, the speeds are going. Um, that's possible and it's just like in sync is it possible i'm not i'm no orbital mechanicist and like this moon definitely is gonna have to pass through that one at some point yeah (laughs) okay let's let's try just like different configurations so like this one would be like an interesting setup okay maybe this is a good concept for like how to break up this inner space. Um, oh, and, and another thing that like Lancer combats um, kind of like set it apart from D and D is that there's very explicit like win conditions um, hmm. for every situation. They're called like sit wraps, um, where it's like okay, this is a mission where you need to uh, get to this extraction point by the end of six turns. Like, it doesn't matter how many enemies you kill. It doesn't matter how many enemies are left on the board at the end of that. If you're able to get to that spot, then you're going to be safe. It's like you get to base. Um, And there's, like, a number of different ones. Uh, There's, like, holdout, where you just have to, like, make sure that no enemies, like, get into your, like, little, like, last stand zone in the middle. Um, 
There's escort, where you need to bring some kind of like object or item to another spot on the map. Um, there's gauntlet, where you just like, like I said, you have to like run through um, all those like enemies to get to like an endpoint. Um, but like the thing that I like about them is that they're all very like map and like location focused more so mm-hmm. than like kill all the enemies because like again that just kind of becomes a JRPG where you're like okay their hit points are going down anything that makes their hit points go down is better and like I can just like optimize for that um, right whereas you can find like a lot more creative situations when you need to like configure the map or like you have like a an objective that isn't necessarily about violence as the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we're making this map, we should think about, okay, is, which kind of map is this going to be? Um, and if we want this centerpiece to be kind of like the centerpiece and have like people like moving through and interacting with this, um, we should have something that will be interesting with changing like lines of sight and access turn by turn mm-hmm. um hmm which could mean i always need to like go and remind myself like what the different sit wraps are and i don't have my book right next to me um i, I guess i could just like pull open the pdf let's do that pulling open paid PDF content on screen. <laughs> it's probably fine. Think of it as a... We probably will not get scolded for yeah. this. We are small enough that we can probably get away with it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, yeah, so here they are. Um, and, like, all of them come with, like, a very general, like, here's, like, how you would lay out a map. Um, this one is control, where, like, you need to have players on these control points and try to, like, knock enemies off the control points. Got escort, where you're trying to get something from point A to point B through a bunch of enemies. Um, extraction, where you're trying to just, like, get to the end goal. And then gauntlet. I don't actually know what the difference between gauntlet and extraction are. Gauntlet is... Um, you get to an objective zone, and then you have to get back. Or players inside the CZ. Oh, okay. So you have to like get to this point and then actually hold that point to the end of the eighth, eighth round. And also, like games of Lancer tend to be like pretty, not short in like temporal time. It's like you can spend four hours getting through four turns, um, which is why, like, kind of, like, efficiencies of play are really important. Um, Mm -hmm. That could work. Hold out. Like I said, you're just, like, hanging out. It's desperate last stand sort of situation. And then recon is... There's a couple of different, like, control points, and you need to, like, go to them and then spend, like, a full turn saying, is this the real one? And, like, you're looking for, like, some kind of, like critical intel or something and being like okay is it in this computer is it under this rock um let's see control could be actually kind of interesting if 
the objective oh what if the zones that you were trying to control moved from rand to rand so like you we could just like make expand this world out bigger or like this big um like zone to like an entire like solar system so just like add a whole bunch more rings and then uh-huh. like different planets and like their control zones will like rotate like clockwork around so it's not like you go to an objective and then you just like hang out there um you have to follow it around or like set up something to protect it yeah 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 that's cool i like that idea let's do that then that's great okay Okay. so what we need to make this room probably bigger Um, nathan asks do you think Primrose and Propriety would like Box of Screws? How do they feel about the guild? Primrose and Propriety. Oh my gosh. I, I feel know. like Primrose would think Box of Screws was a bit of a stick in the mud. She's not... What she wants is too limited. It's too unimaginative. She wants money and control. That's mm. boring. I think propriety would be at very at home in taking orders from Box of Screws. Having somebody be like, here's the situation. Here's your place in the world. I need you to, like, do these things, like, run a front of a bookshop or whatever and, like, entertain my clients. And that's your life. You get to do this for all eternity. I can see how that would appeal to variety. Mm-hmm. And how does... Where I was think or feel about the guild. It exists. It has its uses. It probably hurts some people, but that's like what doesn't? Yeah. So long as it doesn't hurt me or mine, I suppose. <laughs> Nathan says, run a tea shop, maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. We still haven't ever been to the tea shop that Box of Screws at least has some influence over. Uh huh. I don't think good things happen at the tea shop. I don't think so either, probably. I hope. I hope she's at least somewhat responsible about how she does that. How do they feel about Baldur's Gate? It's 
a really human city. Yeah, there'd just be too many people. Like, I think Propriety likes her little corners. And like little hidey holes from the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what Propriety thinks about cities in general. I don't think... I don't think propriety, not propriety, I don't think Primrose is terribly used to physical violence. I feel like this is the most, the most violence that she's encountered in a while of like what we're doing right now. Uh -huh. Most of it has been like interpersonal conflict and magic and like psychological intimidation and manipulation and I think the violence like the physical violence of Baldur's Gate would like just be a turnoff not even necessarily intimidate her just be like this is gross why are we bothering mm -hmm. Yeah, I think her main reaction is, eh. Finally, we've made characters that, like, want to hang out in Candlekeep instead of just go to Baldur's Gate. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I mean, I could honestly see Primrose and Propriety be more likely to go through the rest of Candlekeep Mysteries yeah. than Kidam and Lovelace. Who yeah. Kind of like at this point, have their own things going on. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't really think through. I mean, we didn't have really much information to start with, but I didn't really think through like what would be involved to solve a mystery in Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. when making Kidon, at least. Um. I made a character I wanted to play, which is absolutely something you should do. But also, like, neither of us are proficient in investigation or terribly good at stealth. I can talk to people. That's good. Lovelace um, is proficient in stealth. She's fine. Uh, note that I said uh, particularly good at. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Kadam's terrible at it. You're decent. Hey, we're better than that guild rogue. We are... Katom. Yes, Katom. <sighs> Useless. Useless. <laughs> Lovelace did send a particular individual to the tea shop in Baldur's Gate, uh, which I'm currently forgetting the name of. And Kadam did note that. 
Mm -hmm. It's been very low priority. <laughs> and like, what are the chances of Kadam going to check there and finding him? Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, there you are. I, f I was given the uh, bag that was stolen from you. <laughs> I also don't know that Kadam necessarily like disapproves of drugs on principle. Mm hmm We'll see. I am not remembering the name of that tea shop. Bugging me now. It's like Golden Leaf or something. Mm -mm. It's a name, I think, like a person's name. Choplins. Choplins. I don't know where I got Golden Leaf. Totally off. It's like around the corner and down the block from uh, the cracked spine. Yeah, Weezy's Breezy's, I agree. Uh, Weezy's Breezy says, I was going to ask for a campaign that takes place in a keep of books. Lovelace and Kadam definitely didn't seem like a good fit. Fun <laughs> characters just need to be in a different setting. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I feel like we also didn't like quite have a handle on like what the campaign was gonna be like when we started. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, Candlekeep. And my my experience with Candlekeep has been through like the Baldur's Gate games, like the original ones, where it's like mm -hmm. you spend a little bit of time in Candlekeep, and like sometimes you can go into like the dungeons, and there's like weird doppelgangers and stuff. But it's like you're not hanging out there and like solving mysteries. Like you kind of like pass by, and pick up like a side character at the beginning and then uh -huh. leave and never come back it's like it's like in the whole um what's it hero's journey it's like the home place and then like you leave out for the unknown from that yeah but yeah yeah i think we actually created both of our characters before the book was actually published mm -hmm. i believe that sounds right to me And I remember hearing that uh, the that all of the adventures were mysteries, but that not all of them took place in Candlekeep. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the reasons why I went for someone from a place nearby rather than from Candlekeep itself. Nathan asks, would Kadam and Lovelace get along with Primrose and Propriety? Would we? Okay, like, give me a more specific one. It's like Primrose and Propriety? Or Primrose and, like, Kidam? Or 
propriety and like Lovelace. I mean, all of them. All of them. I think Kadam would be made uncomfortable by propriety once they understood how they worked. First confused and then uncomfortable. Um, there's... Oh gosh. Hmm. I think partly because Kidam would have a lot of trouble reading propriety. Um, like they they would have they wouldn't so much of how they relate to people comes from reading body language and facial expressions and being hyper aware of emotional states and reading individuals and the room at large. And I feel like they just wouldn't be able to do that with propriety and that would be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think propriety would be uh, difficult for Kadam. <laughs> How would Lovelace interact with Primrose? Um, probably think that you're just like some... Oh, I don't know. You talk like a high, high-born, like high-class person. You're like very refined, but I don't know. You're dressed like a hippie. <laughs> Is that yeah? <laughs> it's just like okay, like you've touched a tree before. I can respect that. That's very true. I have touched many trees in my life. Uh huh. Why? Why are you hanging out here? I because think so curious. Yeah. Um, probably better than propriety and Kidam. Probably. I think that Primrose would be very interested by Lovelace. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, on the surface level, because centaurs are fey and furbol have fey connections uh-huh um and lovelace lovelace is rude yeah which primrose would find utterly delightful <laughs> remember velma i uh-huh. i told velma that i didn't like velma yeah it's one of my proudest moments that would have made Primrose laugh aloud. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what I'm trying to do here is, like, I'm thinking of some kind of, like, observation deck that can, like, look out over all of this stuff. And so I need mm-hmm. to figure out how to, like, do or, like, imply elevation changes. 
Um, so we got like kind of stairs going up each edge. Um, then I guess like a wall or something. Uh, no, we don't want a wall because like that would block line of sight. Um, some kind of a railing. Yeah, that makes sense. So you don't fall over the edge accidentally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, path tool. I think I saw a fence at one point. Metal railing. Oh, well, that's double metal railing. We don't want that. We want. Unfortunately, I've also used this metal railing as like the tracks uh, for. Hmm. Um, I wonder if you can change the type of path after the fact. So, like, can I click on this and then say, hmm, right-click on it? Guess not. Okay, that's fine. This tool's, like, really cool, but then also there's stuff like that where it's like, you... There's no technical reason why you shouldn't be able to change, like, what type of path something is. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, I want to change the type of floor here. How do I change that floor again? What would Propriety think of Kidom? What would Propriety think of Kidom? I think... I don't know, Kidom's like quiet. Kidom can hang out in the tea shop. Um, oh boy. Um, not gonna cause a problem, so like, I think Propriety has like seen a lot of different people um, and can like very quickly kind of like form or like form opinions or jump to conclusions it's like is this person a threat is this person not a threat is like which of my hands should like go over there hmm. like the one who's like care currently like prepared to deal with um like a rowdy customer or yeah are you sending arrow or grace over there <laughs> yeah 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 and like which one is like larger physically so it's like what's the like do i need to like send like a bouncer basically somewhere um and kidam would just be like okay this is like some quiet kid let's like give them a tea that like lets them catch their breath and not get overwhelmed and then like slowly tease information out of them would be their like expectation that they jump to Oh wow. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I'm just yes. Uh Don would be a little bit amused by that evaluation, also a little intimidated. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. They are very used to being the most observant person in the room, but they're also relatively trusting. I don't know. Mm 
I think Adam would enjoy primrose in small doses. She's a little much uh, energetically mm-hmm. for a long-term exposure, but totally could could hang out for a little bit. Would not like have any objections to her as a person. Um, I don't think they would be close at any point, though. Kadama's really picky about people. Like, they can get along with nearly anyone, but be close to? Mm, limited, limited amount of people. Lovelace is special. Yes, she is. Yeah. We're friends. I like it when we just have, like, a quiet moment when our, like, houses have been ransacked or whatever. And we just get to like lie on each other. That's nice. That's sweet. It is nice. I'm I'm glad for them. <laughs> Lovelace is one of the very few people who Kadam will lie upon. <laughs> Why can't I select these? What's happening? Pattern shape tool. User layer one. I wanna just select those nope nope not the X's I'm just going to delete the hexes. I don't need the hexes right now and I think the hexes might have been getting in the way of these things okay cool beans okay so if this is our table situation um let's Give a little bit more space for a gangplank to get up here. Yes? Oh, I'm a little bit stuffy. That was not okay. a comment in any way. I was going to say, do you have opinions you'd like to share with the class? <laughs> not particularly, actually. <laughs> Please don't share what you have brought to the class. To class. <laughs> do you have enough for everybody? I hope not. I think I need to just stop stop snapping things Ooh. to right here. Great question from Weezy's Breezy's Olive. Does propriety experience romantic love? I, I mean, I'm just stealing from ancillary justice. Uh, they would say no, but then they might just get like super, super attached to somebody and not be able to put words to it. It's just like, why are you hanging out around me all, all the time? all the time and like <laughs> devoting yourself to my service I know I, I like you what but what what's your feelings I just want to hear what you have to say about it and for probably would be like I don't even know it's just like I've decided that you're my ward like would try to like Propriety is like very lawful, and so like there would have to be a cultural structure for her to like understand what was going on. Hmm. Um, Is there? Do you feel like there is insufficient structure for them to 
be able to express that currently? Um, I think it depends on like who it was with and like should understand it um, in the context of like whatever specific situation. It's like if it was with like I don't know um, God, I hate it that my first thought was like Velma. Um, <laughs> But just as like, an example <laughs> but like and that would just be like oh like i desire to um i don't know keep candle keep safe and you are the superior officer in that sense and so i will spend a lot of time around you in order to like better anticipate your needs like s something like weird like that and just like very like smoothly like slide into velma's dms Kind of. Um, if that makes if that makes any sense. That does. Oof. Yes. I recognize that because propriety is like literally a created creature, mm -hmm. and does not have the same experiences of the world or needs that like what we consider most people mm -hmm. need and experience it might be okay for that to be their way of operating romantically but my gosh does that make my alarm bells go off oh yeah Oh, yeah. You can't live your life in service to another being. Like, it just doesn't work long term. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You gotta have... You need to be living for yourself primarily or else you become about another person. And because you cannot control anyone but yourself, you cannot, you are then like... In for a bad time. Yeah, you are offsetting your self onto another person. Mm-hmm. And then you are both extremely vulnerable to them, like, inter like having to interpret you and your needs and desires, which you probably aren't expressing to them clearly mm -hmm. anymore because they're part of you mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And that's really unfair to the other person because you can't ever read anyone else's mind. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It worked like that setup in Ancillary Justice worked for me because it was so very clear that the main character isn't a person in mm -hmm. the way that we understand personhood. Mm -hmm. Um 
but it's really hard for me to not see anything as a person. <laughs> I think it was helped like in Ancillary Justice because like you were seeing things from that character's like point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we aren't in Propriety's head. Yeah. Heads. Heads, hands, hearts. And Weezy's Breezy's, you are correct. Propriety does experience romantic love. It's never been particularly important or interesting. Um, but yeah, like she's she's capable of that. Wait, Propriety? Primrose. Primrose. Yeah. And Nathan asks, is there somewhere in Baldur's Gate they would like to see more of? Claire wants to go back to the magic shop. We'll see if we can persuade Kadam to go back. <laughs> um. um, I think like so in world building we came up with this like cool bathhouse like sort of situation on the other side of town um that was like run by like the streetwalkers crew or guild or something and they seemed like a rad bunch of folks like um i have no memory of this tell tell me about this i think this this might have just been in like conversations with like nathan and i mm-hmm. um but it's just like this, like, I forget who she is exactly, but like she's able to like balance um, and like kind of like survive as an independent crew and like um, as like a super neutral ground throughout the city because she like knows everybody's secrets because um, like people go to the bathhouse to like socialize and like talk in private and like there's like a water golem rumored to be there or like like sentient like creatures and like she's able to just like navigate the politics of the city really deftly and she just seemed super cool and i liked her or at least cool my understanding of her at that point um i mean that sounds awesome um so this is separate from the like generalized entertainers crew. I think so. Nathan, do you remember any of that? Pulling up my uh, my information here. lighting effects or something i i watched a youtube video of somebody making raised platforms and they did this cool stuff with like shadows mm, paths, but mm -hmm. i don't actually have those assets i don't think so i can't do that until i go download them i guess i could just like 
spend right now and just go do that. Let's do that. Okay. Um, dungeon draft. A shadow path. I could have sworn the bathhouse is on the west side of the city, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, other sex workers guild, but it's not—they're not exclusively sex workers. Shadow pack, except. Okay. Apparently, we need to save and reopen. Um, let's close this, then open Dungeon Draft. Mm. Well, that's cool. I totally would be down to go to a bathhouse. It'd be interesting to see uh, Lovelace in a bathhouse. Yes. Yeah. You just you just crawl in. All four <laughs> hooves. Just get in there. Yeah. I mean, you've been in a, a hot tub before on screen, haven't you? Have I? Yeah, at the um, at the baths in Candlekeep, where we hung out with oh, Valor. Right. Oh right! Oh no! Right, right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, medium. Wow, these shadows actually work really well. Wow, it's incredible. The Water Queen's house? Water Queen? Maybe. That's a, that's a guess as to the name of the bathhouse. Distant shores. I'm just naming potential things here on the west side of the city. Anyway, Nathan, yes, let's go there. Sounds good. I do imagine that a lot of Kadam's clients are sex workers because they consistently need birth control and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah. I wouldn't, I would understand if Kadam like knew them. The hissing stones. Okay, that also hissing makes sense. Stones, that, that's right. 
Oh wow, that's like as far away from the outer city as you can get. Yep. It's a hike. Are there across uh like across harbor ferries? Oh, that would be fun. Just to save some time. <laughs> What would that look like if you had to make some up right now? You can be the author of this world that we inhabit. Uh, some, some, some fairies. Yeah. Um. I mean, you probably just—I don't know, like hourly or something. You can get on a small boat just built for passengers and go from one one dock in Brampton or Eastway to another dock in Bloomridge or Sea Tower. Mm. But like, who More runs the ferries? Oh. I don't know how much world building I want to do without Nathan's approval. The Reveler's Crew! Thank you, Nathan. That is the one I was looking for. They do operate out of there frequently. Okay. Uh, but the Reveler's Union isn't like, Marilyn is not part of the Revler Revelers Union? This is great. I'm delighted by this. I suppose Nathan is right here. Okay, yeah, these shadows do a lot to, like, imply depth here. I'm sure, yeah, they do. I'm sure I could do better here, but that's that's okay for now. Um, oh, I want to go home. I want to go back to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. We yep. got one more session with Primrose and Propriety, probably. Is that right? Probably, yeah. Okay, let's make a generator sort of room next. Do, do, do. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Uh, he says, I love hearing your ideas for old building. It makes my life easier and you'll have great ideas. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's just let's just make things up and then it becomes canon. Nathan's okay. not on stream. He can't say no. Well, he can, but... <laughs> hmm. Um... So the... Uh... The dock, it's not the dock, the um, harbor itself is probably pretty calm waters. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder, there are probably like different classes of transportation. Like you might be able to get a ride across on a pole boat for five copper. 
and you know everyone just kind of crowds together in the center and it's a, fl- a flat bottom boat with no seating kind of thing and someone's mm-hmm. just pulling you across I wonder if that's something that the porter's crew does to make money or porters just the porters in general I don't think the porters have a crew my impression is the porters are decently valuable uh like to Baldur's Gate as a whole such that I'm not sure they need a crew question mark harbor is patrolled by the flaming fist okay so like maybe as a uh uh you know goodwill gesture the flaming fist will take some folks across like tourists for you know a nominal fee uh, <laughs> guided tours of baldur's gate harbor by the flaming fist I mean, they would love that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. what better way to, like, I don't know, maintain control than, like, control the message and, like, the things that, like, visitors see? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, the cops want to, like, run the tourism industry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got some weird generators up on that side. Um, and I'm sure that the very rich have their own personal boats, but then there are like middle class transportation where you can get across with, you know, a pleasant, excuse me, bench. Like the duck tours in Boston. Are the are there duck tours in Boston run by the police? <laughs> Excuse me. I would like some more context, please. Well, we might get it. We'll find out. <laughs> Do. It's so nice to be able to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Flaming Fist uh, tour of the uh, harbor ending at the Sea Tower of Baldurin, and you get like the history of the city there, and you can look out across the harbor and across the river. Oh yeah. I don't imagine there are terribly many tourists in Baldur's Gate. My impression is it's mostly trade, though. And Worms Crossing is built high enough off the river that pretty much any ship can go underneath, I assume. I know they close the gates at Worms Rock at nightfall, but people live on the bridge itself.
regarding duck tours in Boston. Lol, no, but they go around on old military amphibious landing boats that have big duck heads on them. Oh my gosh. Don't know what I was expecting. Was not that. No, I didn't know what I was expecting, and it wasn't that. (laughs) Oh, that's very funny. All right, weird generator place. Um, what's another thing that would be next to an orrery? Got generators. We got like an observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably offices. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the offices would be connected to this observe like if it just like, yeah i agree like yeah could they be lining like could you have oh i can't gesture or indicate anything um could you have the offices looking out onto the observatory deck like have there be windows on three of those sides there mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah, let's go. Bum, ba-dum, ba-dum. And how do we connect oh, these? Bathrooms! Yes! Everyone needs to go to the bathroom! Thank you, Nathan! <laughs> This is revenge for us uh, asking for you to make bathrooms in Deez's place, isn't it? Um, Nathan and I have definitely talked about the lack of bathrooms in RPG dungeons. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, right. The very first dungeon that I ever designed, I put bathrooms into because that's like you need people need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then I found out that very few do. Very few people need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> yes, very few people need to go to the bathroom. Very few dungeons have bathrooms. And like, if you're doing a dragon slayer, like, sure, yeah, I could see not putting in bathrooms, but like, mines. People need to go to the bathroom in mines. You got to have an outhouse or something. Cool. Okay, so let's have two offices that kind of like look into the place that looks out here. And then I guess just like little doorways there and there to get into those. And then the bathroom can be like down the hall to the left. I'm running out of map space here, but like I could make a bathroom. Mm. Let's see. Okay. Let's see what bathroom objects that we have in these things that I have. Uh, These assets and hats. 
Okay, um... Urinal? Yeah, urinals! Baby, we're in business! Okay, uh, I'm just gonna place a couple down to remind myself that we have them. Then... Um... Sink? Okay, we got some sinks, we got some sinks. Kind of looks a lot like the urinal there. I was going to say the urinal could be a urinal or a toilet or a sink or all three. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we might have to like construct our sinks. Um, so we got a sink. What do we got in terms of oh, tables here? Uh, we got stone tables. Okay. We can make this work. I have to make the walls a little bit bigger. Or these a little smaller. Sink. I'll just make new sinks. Oh, we're also at nine o'clock. Oh, wow, we are at time. Well, I want to make this sink real fast. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Okay. That's sink there. That's at least one. Maybe I can just downsize this bathroom. It can be like a one person bathroom instead of like an office bathroom. Um, snap. This is a very Roman and or medieval bathroom currently. What do you mean by that? You get to go with a whole bunch of other people around Oh, you. yeah! Poop with friends! <laughs> Urinal. It's like, I feel like it should be on the opposite side of the room, right? Yeah. There you Our go. Hand dryer? Do we have a dryer? Oh, man, all of these are, like, kind of blobs but yeah sure that could be a hand dryer uh next to the door i guess hmm. yeah to the left of the door there like that yeah cool and i think we can also just throw down a wall real quick major question uh-huh is there toilet paper Let's find out together, shall we? Sounds good. Toilet. Yeah, there is, baby! Oh, nice. so good. I don't know which pack <laughs> this came from, but yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody knows what's up. Oh, yeah. Also, there's just like straight up toilets here. Let's do that instead of this urinal. That looks like a drinking fountain. <laughs> Uh, toilet. Uh, see, open or closed, friends. I have a preference for closed personally, but... There we go. And let's, let's give it, like, a different type of floor. Um, I swear, we're, we can almost be done. We're almost done. We're so close. 
We're almost on the bathroom, which is the most important place. Uh, what color happens when we do these? That's kind of bathroomy. It's kind of dark. Oh god, it's so garish. <laughs> That's fine. I can darken it later. That and then. This tool has a cool thing where you can just put down portals, aka doors, or windows. Um, do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, this took like hour and a half, two hours? How long are our play sessions? I don't even know. But yeah, hour I, and a half. I feel like I learned a lot. I finally downloaded a shadow pack, which was fun. Um, this is cool. Yeah, I like this map editor a lot. I feel like I still need what to learn again? how to use it. It's called Dungeon Draft. Dungeon Draft. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's cool. also like cool things that you can do with like lighting. You can just be like, I want like a cool like, uh, Ooh. like hexagon thing range. So like this whole place is just like lit up. <laughs> Everybody loves hexes. It's like magical. It's like spotlights. Um, yeah. Anyway, 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 let's call that done. Okay. Okay, so Whoa. once again, we are Story Reckless. Um, you probably all know that by now. We stream every Monday at 7 PST. 7.30 PST. 7.30 <laughs> PST, I know. 7 is when we show up to like do all the pre-show <laughs> stuff. Um, we are going to stream um, this Wednesday at 7.30 to continue with our normal storyline. Um, yes, so join us here at 7.30 in 48 hours. 46 hours. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.